Cairo, Seattle. It's time to get schooled with a professor, Sean Clayton. And welcome to Schooled with a Professor. Boy, we got you talk about great timing. Okay, Week 9 National Football League. Big game is a, a Sunday night game between Tampa Bay and the New Orleans Saints. And so many things to, to look at in that one. It opened up the season. But the big thing is that this is the game that features Tom Brady. And joining us on School with the Professor to talk about a book he just did called Goats. You know, obviously the greatest of all time. And he went and talked to so many of the great players in all sports. And, of course, Jim Gray, of course, has been. I don't know. How many years, Jim, has it been that you've been doing uh, the Tom Brady interviews on Westwood? Uh, more than a decade now, and uh, great to talk to you, John. Uh, always, always good to be with the professor. And it's called "Talking to Goats." Talking to goats. Talking, and, talking to goats. And of yeah. course, it's the moments you remember and the stories you've never heard. And so, this is why it's going to be great. It's, and it's coming out on November the tenth. So the timing is great there. Uh, it's what William Morrow is doing this, and of course, you know, you'll be able to get the stories on Tom Brady, Muhammad Ali, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson, Barry Bonds. Hank Aaron, Michael Phelps, DJ, Dr. J, and so many. And, of course, the book is you know, Talking to Goats with Jim Gray. So, Jim, of course, I guess with this week being the game between Tampa, Tom Brady, the problems with the Patriots, how do you look at what's happened to Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay and Tom Brady leaving the New England Patriots? Well, I think it, I think it was just time, John. You've been around the National Football League your entire professional career. And we hadn't seen a run like this where a guy who had had, you know, this much success with the same coach and the same ownership, you know, uh, be able to win six championships. It's obviously unprecedented and uh, hasn't happened before. Extremely unlikely to happen again, even though you never say records won't be broken. But to have a run like that, it would seem difficult. But Al Davis used to say it all the time. Uh, the great owner of the Raiders and Hall of Famer and seminal figure in the history of the National Football League, he used to say, the voice wears thin after 10 years. And that was the case with uh, John Madden, and Al just thought, as great as John was, it was time to move on. And, and, and John won all those games and, you know, fastest coach to win 100 games, won a Super Bowl. And so John, um, you know, got a... a got off the plane and started getting on the bus and had an unbelievable, unprecedented uh, broadcasting career and video game career um, and real estate uh, magnet uh, uh, because that voice that Al thought had worn thin. Then same thing happened to Tom Flores, won two titles, and, and, and they, you know, departed after 10 years. So this was 20 years of a coach being in a player's ear uh, and, and, and having all that success. And, I think for Tom, it was just time. There was no acrimony. Uh, there's no anger. There's no bitterness. There's no, you know, he, he came there as nobody, and he left uh, the most revered player in the history of the National Football League. So he went to Tampa. He wanted a change. Uh, it looked like the club wanted a change. If the club didn't want a change, they, they would have offered him a new contract. They would have offered him a contract, you know, that would have been along the likes of, of what other people in his position uh, are, are being afforded even at his uh, uh, older age because his performance is is still uh, tremendous and and intact and you know he's won three Super Bowls in the last few years so um, what happens here is is not abnormal it it was abnormal that he was there that long so he 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 wanted to move on 
likes the warm weather. He's happy in Tampa. Uh, the club wanted to move on, and it doesn't have to be that that somebody was mad or angry or disappointed or upset or you know their vitriol or or that you know there was a big brawl or a fight. And to my knowledge, uh, and, and to everything that Tom has told me, um, very happy with those people, happy with his experience there, and grateful for it. Yeah, but that's the thing that's so so different about this because you know from Robert Kraft's mind, I mean, he pre, you know presumably Tom is going to be held in New England the same way that John Elway was held in Denver, and you would figure that at some point had he stayed, and of course you'd never know about the future going back and something like that, you know, in a front office capacity or whatever, that you know Tom Brady uh, would be eventually a big part of the Patriots in the future, and of course uh, it probably had to hurt. Robert to not have Tom Brady there, uh, particularly for as much as he meant for the franchise. Because again, as everybody now agrees, and of course, you know, in talking to goats, I think we all agree that Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. But uh, you know, you just never thought you'd see him away from New England. Well, I mean, but they had they had all this time to to figure this out, and for whatever the reason, you know, those parties didn't come together so that 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 occurred. So when you say he has to be disappointed. He was a big part of the equation. So, you know, when you own the team, you can do what you want. You know, you, those people work for you. You don't work for them. So, uh, not saying that this is what Bob Kraft wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he didn't want it. But if he, if he, if he's going to feel this type of disappointment, and and I'm sure it is upsetting and hard for him. But, you know. The best way to predict your future is to create it, and he could have created it, and it just didn't go. But that doesn't mean that that Tom isn't, you know, totally grateful and appreciative uh, of of all the opportunity that Bob Kraft gave him. It, it just and, and same with Belichick. Yeah, but say that he's disappointed. Well, he could have changed the course of that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because within the last week or so, uh, with the two, the, only the two wins start, that uh, Bill Belichick has been talking about, you know, there was a time for a change because, you know, we had committed five years, one, went to three Super Bowls and all those different things, that the cap was catching up to him. And, of course, uh, you know, the one thing I look at is, and, and as you know, it's like no quarterback maybe in my era, your era, all those years, has been as generous to the team in taking discounted contracts than Tom Brady to help make sure there's enough talent around him. Well, yeah, it was always very cap-friendly, and, and he was he was very franchise-oriented and, and teammate-friendly and, and team-friendly. So, you know, look, nothing is forever, okay? Bill Belichick is brilliant. He's a genius. Just look at his success, Okay. Um, and obviously Bob Kraft was the one who owned the organization and kept it all together. So, you know, they got, they got all of the benefit of having Tom there and Tom got all of the benefit of being able to be with him. And uh, again, you know, if Tom had retired or if Tom, you know, had decided that, that, that it was enough, you know, it, 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 it probably would be the same result anyway. Players like Tom Brady are goats for a reason. Greatest of all time, right, John? Great. correct, yeah. Okay. So you could probably have, you know, the, the definition of a goat is different for people. You could call Joe Montana a goat because for that era, he was, okay? So, or you could do it like Muhammad Ali said, I'm the greatest of all times. 
and there was an S on it, Times, okay? So um, it really wouldn't have mattered how Tom left or when he left or why he left. Whenever he left, it's not like you're just going to put Stidham, Cam Newton. I mean, who in the league are you going to put in that spot? Which one? Which, which other GOAT? What other guy has that ability out there right now? Maybe in the future we'll call Patrick Mahomes that. Maybe uh, the moniker belongs to Aaron Rodgers, right? So it's, it, I'm going to go back to Al Davis. It's a vicious struggle to be number one, he used to say. One team wins and the other 31 are looking for answers. So it's been abnormal that the Patriots haven't been looking for answers, but it's been abnormal that they were able to have Tom Brady for all these years. Well, the one thing that was so noticeable is when he first went down to Tampa, you know, it just seemed how refreshed he was. Like, for example, I know, you know, him going over to Byron Leftwich's house uh, when he wasn't supposed to. He wanted to get together and, you know, get the playbook and get started on things. And then you see the early interviews and, you know, there was just such new energy. And he's always been energetic, but it just seemed he was refreshed with this new start. Well, I think last year was very difficult on Tom, okay? Tom wants to win Super Bowls. That's what he. That's that's it's it's a large part of of his existence. He loves two things in life. He loves his family, and he loves football. And he's dedicated one hundred percent to both of those. And last year, uh, you know, just doing the program with him every week, you could sense the frustration, even with you know the twelve and four record. He didn't feel, and it's easy to look back in retrospect that they were a championship team. And he knows what that takes because he had had it just the year before, okay, when they beat the Rams. So he knew they didn't have the people, didn't have the personnel, didn't have, you know, enough for himself and, and you know, and him and, and his performance as well. You know, he, he, he wanted to be better and knew he could do better and he needed more. And so, you know, it was a frustrating year. And he hasn't, you know, shied away from saying that. Um, not casting any aspersions on anybody, not assigning blame to anybody. It's, it's, it's just what it is, right? It is what it is, and it was a tough year. So to go someplace new, to have new teammates, to have a new environment, uh, you know, to be out of the cold weather, um, to be able to be free of whatever it was that was frustrating him, of course you're going to be uh, exuberant and, and, and have a fresh energy. Um, you know, we've all left jobs before just because Tom Brady has it doesn't mean, you know, that he should be immune to feeling good about a fresh start. And the irony of this is that, uh, you know, maybe unlike the last couple of years, particularly last year, because I thought that, uh, that was a really uh, weak wide receiver tight end room that he was working with is that he goes down to Tampa Bay. <clears throat> they have, <clears throat> arguably the best wide receiver duo in football and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And then, you know, a decent running back in Ronald Jones, yet they go out and they pick up Leonard Fournette. They bring in LaShawn McCoy. You know, now they bring in Antonio Brown. They made the trade to get the Rob Gronkowski. <clears throat> and then, you know, they had Cameron Brait. They had O.J. Howard before he got the injury that knocked him out for the season. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I contend, it's maybe do you agree, and I don't know if Tom agrees, this is the most talented group of skill position players he's worked with. Well, it has to be. It has to be. I mean, just 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 look at just look at it. You just went through it. It has to be. So, you know, I don't know that he's 
publicly commented on it, but it really doesn't even require a comment. I mean, it just kind of speaks for itself. So, um, you know, and, 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 and by the way, Bill Belichick is a brilliant defensive mind, and, you know, that's what he surrounded the team with last year, and they had a great defense. They really did. But there was nowhere for him to go with the ball. And, you know, uh, some of it, uh, you know, was personnel decisions, obviously some injuries. Uh, Gronk had retired, didn't want to, you know, go through it anymore in New England, and uh, went to television at Fox. And so, you know, the, the you, you don't want to say the cupboard was entirely bare. You know, there were still, you know, guys that were out there working hard, and Julian Edelman and so forth. Um, but there, there just wasn't a lot of places to go. Now he can go a lot of places, and, and they've been able to survive, you know, the injury to Howard and, and Godwin uh, uh, being banged up and, and Evans having some nagging things and, 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 you know, some of the other guys on the team. We don't need to go through them all, but there's just, there's just so many more uh, weapons here. And so any quarterback would love, you know, to have this plethora of talent and uh, uh, all of this, uh, all of this great talent uh, uh, available uh, when they're not injured. And when they are injured, backup. So, you know, it's, it, it, none of us, you know, none of us want to see the people who we truly admire and respect, and in some cases, you know, our, our idols, you know, the fans idolize them. You don't want to see their careers uh, end in, in a fashion that is beyond the level of what we have come to expect, this, this perfection, this GOAT. And so, you know, Tom has always said, I'll quit playing when I suck. So he knows. He doesn't have to be told. The fans don't have to tell him. The coach doesn't have to tell him. He knows. He knows where he wants to be, and, and he knows when his mechanics are off. And, and he would know if he wouldn't play. He wouldn't put himself in a situation where he would internally feel like he was letting his teammates down or that he had some form of embarrassment. He's not that kind of guy. So he felt he still had a lot more. But you need help. He always says, I'm not out here playing by myself. I, make, I get a disproportionate amount of the attention, and I get all of the accolades for the success. But there are 10 other guys who are out here with me. And then there's 11 other guys on defense and the special teams, and the kicker has to make it. And, and it's a team sport. So, you know, this year, offensively, he's surrounded with a lot, you know, stronger people. No, it's really great, and it's great to see how well he's done, made the adjustment. But I got to ask you about this. I think you know Antonio Brown. I know that Russell Wilson wanted him. I know that uh, Lamar Jackson wanted him. Tom Brady wanted him. And now, not only is Antonio uh, a member of the Bucks, getting his first chance to play, but he's living in Tom's house. I mean, it, it, look, it's incumbent upon Antonio to take this opportunity that he has and to be better tomorrow than he has been in the past and to use all of this talent that he has. And he's a magnificent talent. Okay, this guy is an incredible wide receiver. But to figure out how to put it all together, uh, not only on the field, but with your teammates in practice, in the building, with the people who work in the organization, with the fans outside of the organization, in your personal life. So, you know, I think he's, he's, he's grateful. He's expressed 
uh, is gratitude to Tom and I think other athletes who see greatness in other people in their talent want to see them succeed. And Tom has always been uh, one of those guys who wanted the best for his teammates and wanted to see other guys, uh, you know, be able to shine. And somehow he doesn't feel that if somebody else does something well, it somehow diminishes him. It enhances him. So I know he's pulling for Antonio, but it's Antonio who has to have accountability, responsibility to uh, all of those people that I just mentioned. And uh, if he can do that, and you know it's an if. We've seen what happened in Oakland. Uh, We saw what happened in Pittsburgh. Uh, We've seen what's happened off the field. So if he can get himself together, uh, he's with people, at least right now, in Tom and the organization who care about him and who want to see him succeed. So it's really up to him. Right, Professor? It's That's really correct. up to the student right now. It is. It's not, up, it's not up to everybody around him. No, and he's got he's got to be the one to make it work because Tom does, did the best he can to give him that opportunity. I love the fact also in, in the book, Talking to Goats, that uh, you get into kind of the two-generation debate as to who was the, the greatest of all time playing basketball. I mean, you have Michael Jordan and you have LeBron James. You know, we both come from around the same era, and so we probably lean toward Michael Jordan, but there's no doubt that LeBron James has a whole generation of younger people that like this. It's like, what, what did you get into in the two stories with those two guys? Well, I think, I think you know, and, and, and let's put Kobe in there, too. Yeah. And Kobe can unfortunately no longer speak for himself, but Kobe was, Kobe was great, too. Uh, and, and and we all, you know, at least I do, and, and I know a lot of the fans do, you know, miss him on a daily basis and the influence that he was in, in our lives and, and, and the joy that he brought. Um, so, but, you know, Michael Jordan was, was so unique and um, so special. And uh, it, it came along at a time, you know, where the torch had been passed, and, and that torch, you know, was, was, was that above the rim and, and the slam dunks and, you know, that we saw from Connie Hawkins to uh, Dr. J uh, to Michael to Kobe to now LeBron, uh, you know, and obviously that torch was passed in other ways as well to Burden Magic, who, who helped, uh, you know, reignite and, and, and save the league uh, and, 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 you know, other people who have come along uh, with those folks as well, uh, Duncan and Robinson. Uh, with the championships that they've won, and then in, 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 in more recent years, uh, Steph Curry, and uh, what we've seen with the Warriors. But when you look at when you look at the individuality, uh, you know it basically focuses on LeBron, and this guy's just incredible. Uh, the amount of finals that he has now performed in, and, and having won four championships on three different teams, um, you know, is truly, truly remarkable. And 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 you know the the way that he has he has performed um is is indelible uh, but for those of us uh and those people up there in seattle obviously they remember uh that championship um run that the uh, sonics had, had tried to make uh with gary payton and coach carl and sean kemp and 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 you know that they were trying to duplicate the exploits uh, of what had happened with lenny wilkins and lonnie shelton and jack sigma and the great Gus Williams, Dennis Johnson, downtown Freddie Brown, Johnny Johnson, and that whole gang. How's that? That's not too bad, That's is it, John? Rather than all that group, huh? 
I like it. Uh, hey, I, t- I tell you the other thing, and kind of wrap it up here, is that uh, I mean, you've always been, if not the best, one of the best in being around the players, getting the key interviews with the great players, which, of course, which really is so great about this book and talking to goats, is that uh, what, what's been your favorite thing of being to integrate with some of the greatest players in sports history and being able to now even tell their stories? Well, my favorite thing is that I've been able to do it all. I mean, it's pretty hard to not be, you know, so grateful uh, for the opportunity that all of these guys have given me to interview them, but to have been able to have my first interview be with Muhammad Ali and to travel with him and to be taken under his wing at such a young age that opened up all of these doors, um, you know, which led to Dr. J and, you know, uh, winds through all. uh, you know this web that uh, that I've been able to 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 weave and 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 have in my life and coach daily and um all the way up here to Tom Brady um and Mike Tyson uh you know they've all been very important huge figures in my life and uh, I've learned so much from them so I couldn't just sit here and say that there was one thing or one moment or uh that that would that would that wouldn't be fair and I wouldn't want to diminish all of the others um, but I've been, it's been a great, wonderful, fortunate existence. And, you know, I've seen these goats and seen what they've achieved, that their triumphs, uh, their, the tribulations, the, the, uh, despair, the defeat, you know, I think about the perfection, uh, and there's a chapter on perfection, John, uh, that, that features Don Shula with that perfect season, uh, Michael Phelps, who, who, won all those medals, the most decorated medalist in the history of the Olympics, and Floyd Mayweather, who defined perfection by the zero after his name, 50 and all, and all those dollars. So um, I just look at all of this that, 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 you know, I've been able to, you know, ask questions of all of these guys and to have, to have seen it up close and to uh, have been a part of their lives. Um, and I'm just really thankful. And, and a great thank you. And of course, the great part for all of us is that you continue to do it. Talking to goats, it's going to be available November 10th. How does everybody get it? They can uh, go uh, log on to talkingtogoats.com, all one word, talkingtogoats.com, and they can order it, uh, or just uh, Google talking to goats and uh, Harper Collins, and you can get it at Barnes and Noble on Amazon.com, uh, all the great bookstores. Uh, in your in your local areas or or wherever you get books, uh, uh, it's available. And the easiest way is talkingtogoats.com. dot uh, com. I just started on Twitter, John. Oh my uh, God, at, that's great! At Gray Official, I had never been on at Jim Gray. Are you going to catch my one point four million followers? Do I what? Are you going to be able to catch my one point four million followers? Oh, never. Of oh, course okay. not. I don't. Oh no, 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 no. no. But I just I just signed up in the last few days, and uh, and then on Instagram at Jim Gray or. Uh, at Talking to Goats. So TalkingToGoats.com, I appreciate it. Uh, John, I hope you enjoy the book, and, and you know, you've given, uh, you've dedicated your life to uh, covering these sports and, and professional football, and uh, uh, you're a Hall of Famer, and, and you're a goat. And, uh, and uh, I know that you've been in the decision-making process for putting people into the Hall of Fame, and I would hope that one day here soon, uh, Canton knocks on your door. Well, in fact, they already have. I'm already in the Hall of Fame, which has been great. Hey, Jim, thank you so much. Good I didn't luck in the book. that. When did that happen? Uh, 2007. Oh, my goodness. I'm way out of it. Yeah, 2007. I was able to be in the Hall of 
the Hall of Fame, which was fantastic. You won the equivalent of the Pete Rosell Award for writers. That's correct. Yep, I did. So that Your was, pardon. I know. Slap on the wrist. <laughs> hey, Jim, thanks for joining us in school with the professor. Thank you, John. And that does it for this week's podcast. In between episodes, you can follow me on Twitter at Clayton ESPN. If you enjoy these weekly one-on-one conversations, consider leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to the show. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Schooled with the Professor.